What's up, Joes, and welcome to another episode of After the Bell. Jeff Shanahan, Ryan Dempsey. How's it going, Ryan? Ah, it's going pretty fantastic. Just had a nice little night of fights, and uh, all I can say is that I really hope that, you know, you have one job, and I hope that you do this job right this time. Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) We recorded episode I'm, 78. I, I'm just busting balls, Joe's. I am just busting balls. But it's true. <laughs> we we did record episode uh, 78 the other day, and something fucking happened in the exporting process, and it's gone. I tried to upload it to SoundCloud, and it did not upload, and it's gone. So there is a, a, another. We have two lost episodes now, because I'm just going to keep it going. Next week will be episode 79. <laughs> so this can be ep- and, this is after the bell and, slash episode seventy eight point five. Yeah, and, and as we go and as we talk about uh, the the fights we just watched, uh, I mean we we'll, we'll, we'll both be honest enough to admit who we had right and who we had wrong. So I mean, oh absolutely, I'm not gonna bullshit. It's not like, it's not, it's not like we're gonna say like, oh man, I had I picked all I had I had the undercards. I went I went like twelve for twelve or. I can't believe it, and there's no audio to prove it. Like, no, we're gonna be honest, and we're gonna, we're, we're just gonna shoot straight. Nah, fuck that. I don't have any reason to fucking lie. Whatever. I picked Valentina Shevchenko. I'll 100%, say it. Yep. I ride and die. Yep. So we had an what? episode, but we lost it. Shit happens. Players fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you know. You know, worse things have happened, right? I mean, so some some people didn't get to hear our breakdown, whatever. We're, now they get to hear the uh, the immediate post fight. So I mean, I mean, you're still getting some kind of content from us this week, right? We're still here. We still yeah. here. We're going nowhere. Nah, nah. But yeah, so we did we did actually do a breakdown of the card and a preview for this card, but. Uh... You know, you just didn't get to hear it, and so what? <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's get, let's get into this card, man. This was uh, this was a pretty good card considering what it's gone through. Uh, losing the Engano fight with JDS originally, and then just two days ago, after we recorded, of course, and and I called out that I wasn't sure about Borg even making it onto the scale or making weight. He pulls out the fight. You woke me up. I woke up in the middle of the fucking night for me because you get up early as shit. And, <laughs> and in the middle of the fucking night, I have a message from Ryan that Ray Borg's out of the fight. And I was like, I don't even want to fucking deal with this shit right now. I'm going back to sleep. I got like two hours plus before my alarm's about to go off. No, Satan. Yeah, that was not today. Yeah, that was uh, that was the big bummer for me. Like, like I wake up for work and. Yes, you know, like my alarm goes off, so I grab my phone, turn it off, and just flip it up. I go to check the weather network just to see. I always have uh, just to see what what what's gonna be going on for the day, and uh, I have a MMA headline that Borg's out. I was like, "Fuck, you didn't make weight or what?" Like, but I was. I mean, it's probably gonna sound a little weird, but I was relieved to hear that it was a viral infection. It wasn't like it was something to do with his weight cutting that caused everything. Well, but uh, but I mean, still super bummed to wake up to that news. Has <coughs> there any proof that there was a viral infection, or that his body was just starting to shut down because of a shitty weight cut? I mean. I'm gonna go with the fact. I I like to be lied to. You can you can tell me that. I mean, if if someone misses weight, I'm gonna be pissed off. But if you tell me it's a viral infection, I'm fine with that. I'm not gonna get pissed off. So that helps my stress level stay a bit lower. So speaking, I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna go with that. Speaking of pissed off, I'm pissed off at myself. I rolled this joint at the end of the fight, and it's fucking shitty. <laughs> Shit, it's like it's running. It's too tight. Like I can't hit it. It's pissing me off. You know what? Your your rolling is like the judging in Edmonton for that main event. Oh horseshit! My rolling is usually fucking on point. (laughs) 
You don't even understand, sir, the pride I take in my joints. Oh, trust me, I, I definitely do know. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen your pictures and we haven't talked. I know the pride you take. <laughs> I was trying to roll this while watching the last, like, three minutes of that fight because I was in a hurry. I wanted to be ready to go, so as soon as the fight was over, we could go. So we weren't fucking right. staying up till 4 o'clock in the morning again. Yeah. <laughs> I got shit to do tomorrow. It's fucking football day, and I got a fantasy football game to win. Yeah, oh, lucky me the Packers don't play till 4, so I can sleep in till, well, 6.30 when the kids wake me up. I got a show tomorrow night, too. Oh, do you? Yeah, down at, uh, at Founders Brewery, actually. My... Uh, a really good buddy. Oh, that's when you always talk about yeah, that brewery. Yeah, yeah. A really good buddy of mine is um, going to be managing. Founders is opening up a new brew house in downtown Detroit over by the new arena. It, oh, shit. It'll actually be open when we fucking go to Detroit. Yes. I can go see Dom. There you go. Yeah, so my buddy Dom is going to be the manager um, down there, and he's having a going away party tomorrow. And asked me to perform, which was super cool, because Founders is super cool, and I like their beer, and it tastes really good out of the tap. So, yeah, your uh, Founders and Sons of uh, Descendants is uh, my little local um, brewery just up the street from me. And so, it sounds like the same. I, I don't know place. Just a nice little. Um, I don't know if it's called a micro. I don't really know what a microbrewery is, but I would say for lack of better. But knowledge for me, it's a little microbrewery down the street for me. And it's just family run, great people, and just like great brews. Yeah, if they don't serve like your buds and bud lights <laughs> and shit like that, it's a microbrewery. No, yeah, like it's all, yeah, it's, it's all by them. Yeah, if it's all in house beers, Founders is actually yeah. like, see, like a small, like, like unruly here in Muskegon, that's like, like a real small brew house, like Founders. They're like the they're like number two, like the number two brewery in the world or in in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We actually have it's fucking crazy. I just saw this two days ago on the internet or whatever. But Michigan has two the number one and number two brewery. So maybe Founders is number one and, and Bell's is number two. But <laughs> yeah, for like distribution and shit like that. Yeah, Founders is fucking huge, and it, it it started in Grand Rapids. Like it was, it it's it started in Grand Rapids, and then just like how long has it been around for? Um, two thousand and oh, hold on, I will tell you. Uh, I want to say two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine, but I could be wrong. Okay, so it is still like really relatively recent. It could be a little bit longer than that, but. It, um, but it's not like one that's been around for like like forty, fifty years. No, 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 no. Um, let's see. Yeah, it hasn't been around a long time, but it started just as a small, like like most breweries do, just a small brewery. And uh, right, yeah, in Grand yeah, Rapids. That's, and, like, that's it. <laughs> the nice thing. Uh, uh, especially it be, being like the the Kitchener Waterloo uh, area, is that we're so, like Germany. Like a lot of Germans came to this area when they immigrated way back in the day. All right, I guess so. They brought they brought a lot of uh, uh, German beer influence with them. I guess Founders has been and around then, for twenty years. That's not. Oh, so that's perfect. Yeah. So ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety seven. Yeah. So I guess I'm just a fucking idiot. It was 10 years off. I didn't discover Founders until like 2007 or 2008 and really didn't start drinking their beer till like 2010. Yeah, but but really like the whole, I mean, they could be around for like 10 years but and have like a little following, but the whole IPA domestic boom has really started in the last seven to ten years really yeah that's definitely when they like they started to blow up them and bells because bells makes oberon and uh okay yeah yeah bells oberon is brewed in grand or in kalamazoo kalamazoo is like an hour and a half from muskegon um and then obviously grand rapids is like 45 minutes 
So, I mean, I got, I mean, and there's a shit ton of breweries in between, man. It's fucking yeah, like, I just found out, like, <clears throat> when, uh, when Descendants here in Kitchener opened up, my buddy, because, uh, I mean, I always hear about these places, but never see them or know about them or anything like that. And they, I guess I was not seeing their product on, on the shelves, right, in stores and that. So my buddy takes me in, we start talking, and uh, at the cash, they give me this passport. You know, you can go to Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, and you go to all these different little breweries. You get stamps, and after you get a certain amount, you get, like, percentage off uh, growler fill. Nice. That's when I started, like, really looking into these other little breweries around town. And um, actually, a customer <laughs> comes into the cafe. Uh, he asked me, just before I started my vacation, uh he says, "Do you guys ever? What do you guys do with your with your leftover bread? Do you throw it out, or do you give it to donations, or what?" I said, "Most of the time, we sell it, sell it the uh, like day old uh, discount, or we donate it." And he said, "And I, but and, uh, and he says, you don't throw anything out.'" And I said, "If we throw anything out, it's like the ends of our lunch breads, but we can save them for you if you want." And he says, "Well, this uh, his brewery, I can't uh, Wellington Brewery." Uh, out of uh, uh, Waterloo, they uh, they were doing a bread yeast base beer um, because uh, beer yeast is different than bread yeast and that kind of stuff. And so they wanted to try and do a bread yeast instead of a beer yeast for their bread so it's more alive instead of dead. And uh, I'm actually going to be getting a, a six-pack in the next couple of weeks of their uh, of their first run, but uh, their samples that they they when they brewed it, the uh, the brewer who decided to come up with it was I guess extremely impressed at how well this thing turned out. So I'm really excited to see how uh, how it tastes. What kind of bread did you give them? Uh, Italian sourdough base. So it's uh it doesn't have a it's not going to be a super sharp bite to the bread right it's uh, more it's more mild uh but it's still sourdough which i'm really interested in seeing how like a sourdough yeast would affect the beer like what the flavor is going to give it hmm. yeah interesting so yeah we got off the rails quickly as we do <laughs> let's <laughs> this actually be the fastest we've gotten off the rails. i think we i think we may have mentioned ufc once in the first couple of minutes <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I mean, if anything, I learned how to get off the. I've learned how to get off the rails by Zach and Kyle. They just they start talking about dicks and stuff. But <laughs> uh, dude, let's talk about this fucking card. Yeah, uh, Amanda Nunes is still the champion. A split decision, close fight. Very yeah. But... You you and I had it scored a little differently going into the fifth round. Yeah, uh, I and 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 like like we had uh, messaged back and forth. Uh, I had three to one as opposed to your two and two, but my estimate was only I was looking at it not from my point of view, but from how the judges were looking at it. And I thought the judges might have been influenced by the referee stopping it and saying, you know, one more, and I'm taking the point. I thought that maybe they might. That might sway that um, that fourth round, right? Uh, but that was the only reason why I would have, I, I, why, I, why I saw this three to one. Yeah, yeah I, I, and that's the problem for me is that I don't look at fights from my point of view. I always watch fights and try to uh, envision what the judges are are scoring it. I, like I said to you, if the point would have gotten taken away, obviously that's that's the influence right there, but. I don't see it so much being an issue with warnings because it's it's a warning, regardless of the number of times. Yeah, it was it was excessive. He should have taken a point at some point there. I mean, otherwise, why do you just keep warning her? Yeah, and that's another thing with the, with uh, not to get too off topic here now, but no, it's not. I mean, it's we had this conversation uh, recently with uh, cage grabbing, right? I I can't I can't remember what the fight was, but there was a guy he grabbed the cage two or three times, and I said, next time it's a point. 
and then he grabbed the fence, and that's not the point. Yeah, it was a, off of a takedown. I can't remember either. I yeah, can't. but and, and the referee just kept on saying, next time is the point, next time. And again, to see the referee saying, next time is the point, like, you're given, Chael Sonnen said this years ago, and it stuck with me, you're given your warnings in the background, or in the in the back. So when you step into the octagon, there's no warnings. It should just be, your warning was given to you when they first go over the rules of what's going to be expected of the fighters. So if you grab the fence, that's the point. Right. I can, like, I, I mean, obviously that's, that, that can be very extreme, but for Nunes to be consistently warned about in the first and then second and the third about the open hand, the, uh, the open hand, uh, in the front, <laughs> <clears throat> at some point you gotta make that stand and just say you know what I gotta take a point from you oh for sure because sure. it did ultimately change change the course of the fight because we would be looking at a new champion if he had taken that point well uh, or it would have been a draw oh yeah yeah true yeah sorry yeah that make that yeah well and I was actually surprised that there was nobody that gave I kind of thought maybe Nunes was going to end up getting a ten eight in the uh, in the fifth there. Yeah, with the takedown, and I mean, even though she really didn't do much with it, Valentina did more damage off the bottom. Well, I, but being the only takedowns in the fight, but it, but that it was, was it, and I mean I'm. I need to go back and watch it, but I thought that the uh, the first takedown was a Shevchenko takedown where she, like, tossed her, but Nunes ended up with their back. Shevchenko tried to toss her. She tried to do a oh, headlock. Okay, so... She stupidly went for a headlock in a bad position, and okay, so that's, Nunes that's slipped right. it. Nunes yeah. slipped it and and uh, got her to the ground. Okay, yeah. So, but... yeah, okay, so, so, yeah, so you're getting those, yeah, you're right then. Yeah. I, I, I had I had Nunez win in the third. I had it uh, two to two going in. Um, I thought she did just more in the second or in the third itself. Obviously, I gave her round one. I think we both did. I think we both gave. Yeah. And then yeah, obviously, Nunes, yeah, Nunes definitely had the first, and Shevchenko had definitely had the second. And then I thought she clearly won the fourth. I think the uh, the telling point. To me, what well, uh, was the the third round, uh, and I actually had messaged you at the beginning of the fourth um, to see uh, Nunez do literally nothing in the third, just stand there and approach, approach, block, approach, approach, God, approach, approach. They, they didn't throw anything. They, she was very smart in this fight in conserving her energy. But at the same time, she did absolutely nothing in that third round. I mean, I, I mean, you want to talk about ten eight? You could argue that Shevchenko deserved a ten eight for Nunes just not engaging for the full five minutes. It's just she was just trying to save energy for those championship rounds, which was a great, uh, great move strategically. But it really made for a really rough third round. Uh, for Shevchenko. Well, and looking at the <laughs> looking at the the stats in the second, Nunez actually won. She outstruck her, seventeen to fifteen, in both total and significant. And I would give, I would give her kind of the you know if they wanted to you know the uh, the aggression or whatever because Shevchenko was playing a lot off the fence and backing up, trying to counter strike. Right. And you know, it looked and Nunez was pressing the action and pressing forward, so it definitely looked like she was the aggressor in the fight. I didn't realize that she outstruck her in those rounds, but she, um, then Valentina I turned think, around. I think Nunez had a couple of flurries uh, at the end, like the, in the last couple of seconds in a in a in one or two rounds. That uh, kind of I think that kind of padded the stats. Well, yeah, that's so, so that's the second. But, Shevchenko yeah. outstruck her in the third, twenty to seventeen, and then outstruck her in the fourth, twenty-five to twenty, and then 
outstruck her 33 to 15 in the fifth and 12 to 6 significant. So, I mean, it's and just that stupid, that stupid takedown attempt kind of was what yeah. hurt her because she, her yeah. takedown defense that's, was that's, looking great. Yeah, she, I mean, I think it was in the fourth round she fought one off really well and actually turned it into a, a, like a little bit of a clinic for, uh, for her to show her skills. Fifth. They um, didn't, they didn't engage, they didn't engage at all, uh, and any kind of clinch or anything like that to the fifth. She tried a couple times, but Amanda broke it, and she caught a knee once or twice. I think it was like in the third. I think it was the third round. Amanda or Valentina yeah, tried to clinch her, and oh, she yes. caught a knee, but they uh, didn't. Yeah, and that, but she came back with the knee also shortly after that. Yeah, yeah that's right. But Nunes didn't. They didn't engage any kind of takedown attempt to the fifth. No. Yeah, and it, it, it's hard because. It's hard to judge that fight because both fighters were timid in the sense that Nunez, I really thought Nunez put on a bad performance tonight trying to save energy for the championship rounds, but that ultimately hurt and helped. It helped Nunez, but it hurt Shevchenko because Shevchenko is such a counter striker that she didn't have the opportunity to really showcase her, her skills. Well, I mean, she was she she had the fate in her hands, and she just let it go. Going into the oh no wait, so they got Nunez at three of five. Oh, they gave. I'm sorry, I was wrong. They gave Nunez a takedown in the first. She was one of one in the first, and didn't. But according to the stats, she was three of five. Shevchenko was zero of one for takedowns. But total strikes, 104 to 85 and 83 significant to 76 in favor of the bullet. Yeah, I the uh, hard thing for me is um, is uh, Shevchenko's post fight when she was saying like all these things like oh she hit like because a lot of things that Shevchenko said was very true, but at the same time. She easily could have went forward a little bit more. Like we've seen her be aggressive in the past successfully, and I know that this is a different cat and has a different. No, uh, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Bit. She could have been but a little I mean, more aggressive. Like, yeah, and I mean, and I mean, you got to be cautious. Obviously, she don't want to get caught going in, but at the same time, like you can't say I lost this fight because she landed leg kicks when I was landing punches. Because there was so much opportunity for her. To, you don't have to land them. Just throw them. Because then you look aggressive. And that scores, aggressiveness scores in the judge's eyes. Right. But, I mean, I mean that's neither here nor there now. I mean, Yeah, and we don't need to go too deep into it. I was really hoping, I think, for, the, for Shevchenko to win personally. Because... Women's MMA needs that new Tate Rousey. And if Shevchenko won, this is a good shot at a trilogy. Right now, there's not like there's nothing at 115, 125, or 135 that's going to So you're just going to line the next fighter up. Like You're going to line up Rose and JJ. You're going to line up uh, the ultimate fighter finale. You're going to line up Nunes versus whoever. Like, there's just it just like and women's MMA does need that it rivalry, and I think this is the best point, the best chance for it to happen. Well, there's also the possibility she drops down to 125 and goes after that title. See, I'd be down for that. Like, I've, I, I come December when there's a new champion, if she decides to go with that, I'm all in on that. There's like, been, there's been the talk of it. There was a talk. I mean, they kind of mentioned it during the fight. They brought it up. But if she's struggling to make 135, how's she going to do 125? She weighed underweight. Not, yeah, no, not Nunez. I'm talking about Shevchenko. Oh, sorry. So I, th- I, I okay. No, uh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Valentina. 
Okay, okay. When you said going for for another belt, I thought you meant. No, I didn't say going it. for another belt. I said going for that belt, or go. I guess maybe oh. I did say going for another belt, but I meant it in the instance yeah, of I've, going I've, after yeah, another I've, belt. My apologies. I, I got. I, no, no, I got you. I got. Yeah. See, I'm down for that. Like Shevchenko, I think Shevchenko has everything it takes to be a very good champion. Well, that's what I mean. That's and, what they they brought it up about her going down. And 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 we've talked at ad nauseum about 125 and how much it's going to open the 150 and 135 divisions because it's going to give certain girls uh, an opportunity to fight at the white the right weight, and it's also give other girls a chance to fight uh, and even playing field at 135, 115. It hurts them though both too because it just takes away depth. They're not very deep as it is as far as. You know, no, top yeah. tier, or even, even stars really, or potential stars and stuff like. There's a lot of good talent in both the 115 and 135 pound divisions, but Definitely. you're gonna, you know, you got a lot of girls that are struggling. Like like JoJo is struggling <laughs> at tw- at 15. She's going up to 25. Um, Beck Rollins, I think, is gonna try for 25. You know. Um. Oh God. Who else? I mean, there's some girls at 35. Uh, is Paige and Jessica I? Is that um? Is that, that might be. At, that might be at 125. I'm not. I. I'm. I could just be talking my ass right now, but I. I want to say that for some reason they are. Is that next week? Or is that, no, that that's on the pay per view? It, isn't that's it? Kevin, that's uh, the Kevin Lee. Uh, Tony Ferguson fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you. Next. I think you're right. I think that is a at one twenty five. But you know, it's. I mean, I I want it. I think it's a great idea, and hopefully, it just opens up some roster spots for some other girls from other organizations to come over. Definitely, and and we and. <clears throat> I'm really hoping that the UFC utilizes their um, connections with Invicta a little bit more. And I'm I, well, I'm going to be and just say, just buy Invicta like you did with Straight Force. And they keep the matchmakers and they have, have like, if you want to use Invicta's matchmakers to do women's fights, go for it. But just like bulk these divisions up and like Let's keep building like what we have because, like uh, we were talking tonight, uh, since 196 when Shevchenko and Nunes both fought on the opening fight on the main card, both those girls have done nothing but main event every fight since then. Yeah, well, and some of it, I mean, especially like Amanda Nunes, some of it's been by accident, like when she ended up on 200 because John Jones popped. Mm-hmm. And then they right. they didn't want to give it to Brock Lesnar because he hadn't fought in the company in so many years, and they wanted to give it to Misha Tate because she deserved it. Oh sure, I make a good point. You're gonna put a little asterisk by everything that I say. Eh? Well, I mean, and then again, <laughs> I, 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 Ronda no, Rousey yeah. really was the reason she was headlining last year. But still, I mean, for Shevchenko to go from opening, on yeah. Six to main eventing Holly Holm to main eventing Juliana Pena and then main eventing what would have been in July turning into tonight. And for Shevchenko, I mean, to not be a champion and getting back to back to back in events after being the opening card, that's huge. No, it it absolutely is. I'm not trying to discredit it. It's more just kind of. Amanda Nunes so much, you know, it's just kind of been my accident. Valentina, she's headlined two cards, fight pat or you know, fight night cards, but fight cards, especially the Juliana Pena fight, was because of her. It wasn't really because of Juliana Pena, at least right. in, yeah. in my opinion. Obviously, the Holly Holm card was because of Holly, but all right, we don't need to spend any more time on that because we still got to have something to kind of talk about on Thursday. Besides the preview for the next card. Uh, Jesus Christ, Rafael, Rafael Dos Anjos, man. He looked really good against Neil Magny. I'm so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I, I know he's a beast, obviously, but what I saw 
tonight was like I I thought Magnet was gonna put on a lot of a better showing, but he was Me too. He so he just I mean RDA just put it on early and would not let uh Magni get his game plan going. No. No, he didn't didn't at all let him get his game plan going. Just came in and kicked the shit out of him. Well, the the way like the transitions that led to the to the end of the fight, like getting him down, getting psychic control, getting mount, taking the psychic control again, and then locking that arm screw was so slick. Yeah, he was he was an animal. He impressed me. And I mean, he was already posturing into a good position being the, the potential backup if if uh Damian Maya wouldn't have been able to to make the quick turnaround for the title shot against Tyron Woodley. So, you know, this just kind of cemented it because Neil Magny's been a beast at 170. So, yeah. Good for Dos Anjos. I, I, it's kind of funny. After watching that fight, my, uh, my greedy little brain instantly said, God, I wish I could see uh, Maya and RDA going at it next. I really wish... That Cody Covington wasn't fighting uh, Maya because I like, I don't know what happened, but my first thought when he locked in that uh, that arm choke, uh, my first thought, God, I want to see Artie and Maya. Kyle is super high on Kobe Covington. What's that? Sorry, I said Kyle is super high on Kobe Co- Kobe Covington. He told me um, <laughs> he told me last week. During the uh, during the the fight night or fight companion, when I called in that Kobe Covington's going to beat Damian Maya and be the next title shot, <laughs> and probably could beat Tyron Woodley. I mean, good luck. I don't, I don't think Cody Covington. I think Cody Covington gets submitted, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, it just depends on how good he can wrestle. Fuck him. That's what he does. Yep. Yeah, yeah, really, that's it. He just likes to wrestle fuck people, but it wins, so it is what it is. Holy fuck, dude. What about Henry Cejudo? <laughs> Cejudo well, looked fucking it, the peop- awesome. The people, will never, the people will never hear it, but you did say it straight up. The big difference is going to be the stand-up. And... Well, thank you, sir. He looks so crisp in his, but like I made it a point. And I'm like uh, when, I, when that episode, like I know, I'm going to watch the striking just to see how crisp Sahuda looked, and I, I I wanted to see an up and down fight, but there was no point because Sahuda was just straight, just straight like I think he like I think he really I think him and his coaches really learned a lot as far as the, uh, the on the feet strategy from when DJ fought him. Cause I mean, Hayes, Hayes only landed five strikes total. Yeah. He well, was five of 25. So 39 what, of, of 64. Yeah. I was going to say it's like, so who do like through like 60 odd shots in a round and a minute or, or, or like, I mean, his output was so high because he was landing so crisp and so clean, like the whole time. Like, like I said, like and powerful. I was going off. And, powerful. And, and, yeah, and, and 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 not to beat the horse, but like I said, I wanted to watch specifically who was boxing because you had made that point to me, and I didn't even have to bother making a point because that was the game plan. And I think he caught, uh, I think he caught uh, Wilson off guard with how heavy striking he went. I think him coming out in that the karate stance threw him off too, because like that's um, I think it was Joe that had pointed out like the boxing has been the, the thing that that he's been so reliant on in his whole fighting career. He he hasn't really been wrestle heavy and takedown heavy. He you know in his first few fights he took down people more, but. 
you know, other than that, he's been trying to box more, and his boxing has been looking good. Other than the the DJ fight where DJ just picked him apart, but I think it was a little bit too soon that, of that jump of a competition DJ for Henry. DJ. Well, that too, right. and, he, and he, but I think DJ also really took advantage of the the lack of competition and the lack of fights that Henry got. Henry got just pushed hard right, and fast true. because he was somebody that they could build or could build and, and try to maybe make an interesting fight and make people interested in a fight with DJ being a gold medalist and shit like that. And, and I said it early, I mean, back, you know, back in some of the early episodes of the show and shit, like I said that I believed that Henry Cejudo would be a champion one day. And I, I actually picked him, I think to beat DJ. <laughs> After watching the fight tonight, I was almost angry in a sense that they didn't just drop uh, Wilson and uh, pop DJ into the main event against Cejudo because I had that instant wow moment watching uh, Henry Cejudo. Oh, I agree. Like, I like right when I when I when he dropped him, I was like, "Why didn't we get why Why didn't they just like throw him in there and say, Wilson, here's fifty thousand dollars. Don't fight. Like, just and like I I understand obviously there's a lot of politics behind why you can't just do that, but Whoa. watching watching Henry Cejudo is so impressed that like, I I even said to you tonight I'm. I don't even care about Ray Borg. I want Cejudo to next because if Cejudo comes out against uh, DJ the way he did tonight, I think we're gonna have a much, uh, a much, a uh, much more fun fight than what we had the first time. It, it would be as dominating. Uh, here's the thing: I just still don't think Cejudo's ready. Oh, I don't think he's ready, but I don't think it would be as dominating as a win. I don't know. I don't know, man. DJ, I mean, but, DJ but is still like DJ still hasn't taken that final. And 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 like I said, I'm the one that that called out and said Cejudo was going to be a champion, you know, from from the jump. Right. But I just don't. I'm, I'm impressed. He looked great. I was messaging you through the whole fight, just uh, you know yeah. how impressive he was looking. The takedown and the, you know both. DJ right now is DJ right now is like. <laughs> Spider circa 20, uh, 2009 to 2012. He, it's almost like he's awaiting that Chris Weidman. And why can't uh, the Cejudo we saw tonight land that shot? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's he can. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, like, I was so impressed by his striking that I was like, I had that instant, like, Set it up like you have a guy who's show, he's showing the evolution of his abilities. Let's give it a chance. Like let's give it a shot. It's a name they fought. They've once been the ultimate fighter. One got to fight the ultimate fighter winner for the belt. Uh, you know, like they, they, the, a lot of the public has been uh, has seen both of these guys now. Like let's strike while they are in spot. Like what, what's the, wor- the worst case scenario? EJ gets a record or Cejudo shocks the world. Yeah, but the it's it's such a murky fucking mess there at 20 at 125 though. It, 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 you've got Benavides is still the number 1 contender. He doesn't deserve a third fight, but he's still sitting there because and he's got to win over Cejudo. I think Cejudo won the fight. But what I think doesn't fucking matter in the end of the day, it's still an L on his record. Rightfully so, Joe deserves this the next title shot. Realistically, for me, the idea that I think might... I don't think there's enough interest to, to do where Cejudo 2 is going to do anything right now. I think it could do decent, but... It, Pettis is the fight I think that makes the most sense if you really want to do something in the in the division, because Sergio well, is is a young name that hasn't fought. 
that DJ yeah, hasn't beaten yet. We talked about that, though. We, right. Like, we did that about wanting Cejudo to win only so that we could be the greedy fan that gets Pettis Cejudo. I can take that, too. I would be. If you want to, you know what? If Ray Borg, whatever, can't do it in two months' time, or you know, the Detroit card, there's your main event, possibly. Mighty Mouse. Okay, so wait, it's not Ray Borg, it's Benavidez. Throw Pettis and Cejudo on that card and make that number one. Like, if if that's what it takes, like, y- you you need a title fight for Mighty Mouse and you need a number contender fight and you have a couple of names that are in, like, laying there for the taking. I would, I would, I would take that as a, I would take <laughs> Mighty Mouse as a co-main event. I don't really want him to main event. Although, well, if, I, I, although I, if he I, does, that'd be cool because tickets will probably still be. Well, no, it's brand new. I mean, you, you know, if Mighty Mouse main events in Detroit, passport or not, I will be there, cage side. Like I will sneak into the states and I will sneak down just for this fact that I can say that I got to watch the the goat in uh, live and in person. Yeah, I'm gonna be there regardless. I already that's that's I fuck. I gotta get a hotel booked. So, uh, so I'm just reading. So I'm just briefly reading about Benavides. So his knee injury back in June. Has there been anything from that? I haven't heard shit. So there's no word on if he's good to go or what. I have no idea. I haven't heard anything about Joseph Benavides in a while. But I also don't really pay attention to Joey Benavides either. Yeah, I completely forgot that he had pulled out of that fight, but um, yeah, I got, it, was he supposed, uh, was he supposed it, to fight Hayes? He was no, he uh, Benavides was gonna fight uh, Ben uh, Ben Newen. Oh, that's right. But, but Tim Elliott took the fight because he hurt his, his knee. That's right. And and that's only two. That's only two and a bit uh, months ago. Uh, so I mean, like he, Benavides. I mean, you have Borg who has an infection. You have Benavides with a knee injury. You have Cejudo who's fresh. I mean, one of those guys, one of those three, have to fight Mighty Mouse. That has to be the next fight, one way or another. Or he fights the winner. Or he just holds on to the title for a little while longer, gets some more money, and he fights the winner of fucking Cody and TJ. Right when you said right, uh, maybe he fights the winner, my first thought was, please don't say he fights the winner of Tough. Just because they're 125 women, <laughs> it seems to be if you win the Ultimate Fighter, you get to fight Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> no, I'm not going to suggest that. That's, that's not of my elk or character, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think going forward, UFC definitely has some uh, some possibilities at one point that are really interesting. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a wait and see. We'll see what's going to happen. We but beat the dead horse all we want, but we gotta. Gotta wait and see what's gonna happen here. I'm sure we'll get an announcement within a few weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, do you think Gil Melendez is gonna be able to walk tomorrow? No, is the I answer. Remember, I don't think if Gil Melendez is gonna be walking three weeks time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy Stevens kicked the shit out of his legs. And the, it's funny because it almost seemed like it happened on the first pick. And I, 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 when I was watching it, I just saw him, like, his leg kind of buckle, and I don't remember. I, I, I know that I'm wrong, but I don't remember multiple kicks being thrown before that leg buckled on him. Um, I don't know. I can't. I don't have a breakdown of him. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't really have a breakdown of anything. It doesn't tell me what the, uh, for leg kicks and shit. I just know he kicked the shit out of his legs, but, yeah. I mean, it, Gil Melendez <laughs> stayed. Starting in the second round, he just, I mean, just, I don't know if I've seen somebody get dropped from leg kicks in a career more than I saw in that fight. Well, I told you, uh, I was like, I, I didn't think that Melendez was going to make it out of the second round. Not even, I mean, before the fight. I right. thought I thought Stevens was going to knock him out. And, you know, Gil just continues to prove how tough he is. Even, even I mean, he took a beating. Stevens was teeing off on him with his hands as well, but really kicking the shit out of his legs. Yeah, Steven, like, Stevens like, looked good. He looked good. I just, like... Kara got so mad at me about like three or four times because Stevens dropped uh he dropped Melendez. And I just was like, Oh was like, Ryan, Connor's sleeping. Like, oh, uh put that lake kick he fell, like how is the and then I, and so instead of yelling, he would drop uh, he would drop Melendez. And I would just, instead of just screaming and pointing to the TV, I would scream and wave my hands like I'm the referee calling the fight off. <laughs> and Gary's like, stop it. Stop. I'm like, Gary, I can't help it. Like, I don't know why the referee's not stopping the fight. Like, look at this guy's leg. It's just, like, it's this, it, it looks, his leg looks like Grimace. Like, at what point is the referee going to stop the fight? Like, oh, and you were cussing in front of your mother. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, come on. There was... When, when you see Nate Diaz and Kara goes, hey, that's Nate. And she knows Nate on a first-name basis, like they're best friends. So, I mean, you got to drop the Scarface line. No, no, fuck Gilbert Melendez and fuck the fucking Diaz brothers. I mean, that has to get dropped. I did it with Jake Shields. I'll do it with, I'll do it with Melendez. I don't care. Yeah. My poor mother. Your poor mother had to listen to your foul mouth. Every, every, time, she, every time she comes here. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, uh, massive props to to Jeremy Stevens because Jeremy Stevens needed that win. Massive props to Gil Melendez for not dying. Yeah, yeah, that very true, very true. Jeremy Stevens was throwing with really bad intentions. Yeah. Really bad intentions. Extremely bad intention. Jesus, I forgot to turn my fan off this whole time. <laughs> Unprofessional as fuck. What well, that's why we're the average Joes and not the great Joes. It's fucking one. We started this shit at one o'clock in the morning. Well, that's what happens when you're listening to After the Bell. <laughs> yeah, shit. Shit happens. <laughs> shit happens. Oh yeah, that's the main card. We can. You know, actually, I will say one thing. I was uh, really, really impressed with uh, with Tyson Pedro. Yeah, yeah, Tyson Pedro like, looked good not, in a loss. Like not knowing, like I hadn't seen him fight until tonight. I only knew him based off his record and looking up. Uh, the little tiny tidbits of pods I could find. Cat looked great. He looked fun. Like he and, and he definitely has that like uh, Aussie New Zealand warrior in him. You could tell. But he like, yeah, I, I he's a kind of kind of guy that I'm going to be watching going forward for sure. Yeah, he's just got to work on that takedown defense. I mean, Eero Latifi's a really good wrestler, but. Pedro's got to work on that takedown defense for sure. Yeah, for but there, sure. I mean there were there were there were points where I was almost expecting that uh, stand up stand up knockout, and just never came. But right. I mean, but it was a, such a it, it was a fun fight. Uh, if you were unexpecting of what you were going to watch, for sure. I mean, 
was it the overall was the card probably worth pay per view prices? No, not really. It would have been a pretty good FS1 card, but it was a good card. Uh, you know, you know. I what? don't regret it. I don't regret it. I'll say, you know, I mean, because for the Stevens, Stevens, I mean, I would say war, but for lack of a better term, the Stevens and Melinda's war started off. Like, the way that they went back and forth and what Stevens was able to do, uh, the Latifi uh, fight was a nice one to have at the spot that it was. Um, Cejudo and... RDA getting those quick finishes, and then a telefight. It, it, to me, that's like that's a pretty. Like, I mean, the, it, only... the fights itself were good. It just lacked that star. You know, the 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 just something else. The... I think the only way that the pay per view could have got better was, and like this, we touched on it earlier, was if Shevchenko was more aggressive to start the fight. That's the only way that, because the card overall, I mean, the first four fights were entertaining. Like, my like my mom was watching them with me. She was watching them with me, and my mom hates MMA, and she was fine watching it. So that's how I, that's how I can gauge it, that I know it was a pretty decent card where she was not turned off at any point. Well, yeah, it wasn't overly bloody or anything like that, so. Actually, <laughs> the only time my mom was like, ooh. Uh, was when Shevchenko took that chin on shin, and she had a little cut. On it. Oh my God, she's bleeding! Where? <laughs> I was like, look, I'm looking, looking, looking. I see a little blood. I'm like, oh, Mama, you're so cute. <laughs> like I'm just with like a gash over the forehead. Your, but, mo- uh... <laughs> Your mom made it through the whole card, though, huh? Yep, she. Kara uh, took on her to bed. My me, and my mom watched. Uh, watched. Actually, I was I was sitting on the couch. And I was like, "Come on, just give it to Shevchenko." Uh, give it to Shevchenko. And my mom goes, "A man is gonna win." <laughs> and I just kind of gave her like the death look. And then Bruce Buffer goes, "And still, I was like, Ed, right now, leave me. I'm yeah. angry now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, did you you didn't get to see any of the prelims, right? Because they didn't carry them. And in... no. Uh, uh... The only fight that I actually know the result of is uh, Raging Cajun that uh, Raphael had posted. Uh, but that's the, I haven't even had a chance to go back. Cause, yeah, so actually, I messaged you. I went to Carla to bed, and I woke up at 10 o'clock. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. I went um, to Carla and I woke up two hours later. Sarah McMahon got head and arm choked and then put to sleep. Uh, oh wow! Ashley Evan Smith had her arm dislocated. Good neck for women fighters. Oh my god, dude! It was, <laughs> dude. Joe was interviewing Sarah Morris, and he said, "You may have dislocated her arm." She goes, "I hope so." <laughs> that interview was good. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Uh. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad card at all. Like, I enjoyed myself. I watched it by myself, which was a little weird for me because I don't usually watch. You know, I generally watch pay per views with at least a couple of people, but I was there was nobody here. Right. Even my cut. Co- my cousin took one of his kids to the Michigan State game today, so he didn't even get back till after the pay per view had started. And I just watched it down by myself. Yeah, I had the uh, yeah last night there when uh, or yesterday morning rather when everything had happened, I was so on the fence for getting this card. But right when I saw that uh, the Hayes and Suhuda was going to be bumped up to the third card or the third fight in the card, I had to go all out. I had yeah. to. I knew. Yeah. And because and I, I I don't know if I told it to you or if I had posted it somewhere, but. To me, getting that fight was better than DJ and Borg because I, I just knew that Borg was going to lose. You posted it oh. to Wear the Warrior. Okay, so that's what, yeah. But we both uh, commented on it, so I saw it. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. So like to me, like seeing that like, the card to me ended up being like really nice because of what we ended up with. And I think that losing a title fight and gaining a prelim card fight to the main event or to the main card slot was actually better in a weird way. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I was happy with that. I was happy with the fight being moved for sure, and I enjoyed the fight. I mean, I love Henry Cejudo, so I think I, I'm looking at it only because of the fact that Borg and uh, not Borg, sorry, uh, Hayes and Cejudo, you didn't know what to expect, but with DJ, you just knew he was going to win. It, the only way that I could look back at this card and wish that uh, it had been better would have been if. DJ was somehow shockingly submitted or knocked out. Otherwise, we all know that DJ was going to win, so there's no there's no shock or awe that we did get with the uh, with the with the change in fights. Right. No, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, all right, man. I say we uh we wrap this up. I'm fucking. I'm ready for bed. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> I gotta get. I I'll have the kids crawling all over me in four hours. So yeah, not me. Lucky boy. No, I just get to get up, and watch, fucking, fantasy pregame shows, and wait for Red Zone to start. It's the best investment I ever made. Was. Getting the NFL red zone. We lost the red zone, Canada. Oh, that sucks for you guys. Now we have this thing. It's called. Uh, I haven't watched it, but it was told about today. It's called the zone. The and zone. It's, yeah, it's basically the red zone, but it supposedly does every sport. Interesting. So, so if the Red Wings score against the, uh, Las Vegas, you can quickly switch over and watch that highlight, and That's... then watch Edmonton score against Florida. Like you can just, but I mean, I don't know. I, this is what I was told. I don't know how true that is. I could be lied to. I'm, I'm not going to be buying it at any point in time. But you know, the zone. No, I paid for. Uh... I paid like ten extra bucks a month for a sports package just so I can get the NFL Red Zone. Hey, that Red Red Zone is like it, it's probably the greatest invention in in uh, in modern sports. Like, oh, especially for fantasy players, man. Because I mean, I know you don't get down on it, but for me and like for my friends and stuff, like it's perfect because you can see. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I think I feel like. I'll, um, I mean, I, I probably, I mean, probably not my opinion, but uh, well known. But Red Zone's only been brought into formation because of fantasy, right? Because they know how many people want to see those plays being done. You don't want to have to just sit at the computer when I mean, you can watch your TV and watch one game and then flip back and forth and watch different things and see how your team's doing on the computer off and on through the day, why wouldn't you want to sit and watch the actual action just instead of watching like a little ticker going point zero points, point one point, point two point like Yeah. No, I don't I don't during the days I don't I don't even watch the Lions. Like well, that, that's better for you because, I mean, Shut no your Green Bay Packer mouth. Shut your mouth. Nope. You get a ring? I won't talk. Shut your mouth. You're not <laughs> even from anywhere near Wisconsin. You're a fucking... I like cheese. So do I. <laughs> I fucking love cheese. That's that's irrelevant to the point. You're not even... You're nowhere... You're... Oh, God. I hate fucking Packers fans. You're the worst. Oh, actually, you know, talking about football, how about Hamilton, though? Hamilton starts the year off 0 and 8, and now they've on, they're on a two two game winning streak, and they're in playoff. Cont- 
contention. I'm sorry. I mean, the CFL Who? The, the CFL playoff hunt is just it's it's extraordinary. The what? CFL. The who? Football. You know they play in the summertime when it's really hot, so there's a, a lot more pressure on you. Oh, the Arena Football League. <laughs> oh no no you're talking about that that stuff up in Canada. It's cute that you guys think your football counts. You know what's funny is that Hamilton has more rings than Detroit. One. Okay. It's a Canadian Football League championship. It doesn't matter. Doug Flutie has more rings than Detroit. <laughs> Again, Yo, Canadian oh. Football League championships. That That's like the AFL. It doesn't matter. When did... When Detroit was, uh, what was it? It was week 13, and they had to win one of four games to clinch the division. How did that go for them last year? Did they win the division, or did the Packers take it? I don't remember. Didn't we beat you in Lambeau? For the first time in 25 years? Yes, you are 1-24 in a quarter century in Lambeau. Okay. Still beat you in Lambeau. Did we beat you in Detroit? Maybe. Well, that's where we won the division, so. After Detroit had to win one game. We, wait, what's this we bullshit? Are you on the fucking team? I know you want to yeah. be Aaron Rodgers with your bullshit jersey and, and your mustache, but you, sir, are no Aaron Rodgers. When you're a publicly owned team and you can buy stakes in the team and you throw some money at the stakes, Yes, you actually do own a percentage of the team. Shut I'm invited, the fuck I'm invited, up. I'm invited, to, I'm invited to breakfast once a year, and that's it. But Shut I, the I, fuck up. I have .0001 stakes. What do you have? <laughs> Shut okay. up. Okay. $200 is a long way in this world, my friend. You should have just taken that $200 and lo- and just lit it on fire. It would have been a better use of your money. I got. I have a Super Bowl ring. You don't have shit. My money went towards Aaron Rodgers' contract. Do you have? Do you have a Super Bowl ring, Ryan? Do you, Ryan Dempsey, own a Super Bowl ring? Are you wearing a Super Bowl ring right now? I don't believe in bling. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. You, you rightfully you should be a fucking Buffalo fan, if anything. Why be a Buffalo fan? Because you live close to Buffalo. But I grew up in Windsor, close to Detroit. And you're a Packers fan. You're the worst kind of person. And we've been over this. I am only a Packers fan because they lost. If anything, that gives me a lot of credibility. It does not. It makes you the worst kind of person. I, the winners. I literally cheered for the losers, and I just kind of got lucky. You cheer for the losers, and, well, they overpay their over oh, quarterback. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> eat, eat an entire bag of dicks. Starting with Aaron Rodgers. You are the Joe Buck of podcasting. I'd rather be that than the Aaron, uh, than the uh, Matthew Stafford. I'll take being Matthew Stafford. At least he's not walking around with fucking Aaron Rodgers' dick in his mouth. He's also not walking out of the Super Bowl. That's fine. <laughs> you don't have a Super Bowl either, Ryan. And does, and does Joe Buck even do football? Yes. He just be- what country do you watch football in? Do you not get Joe Buck at all your stupid Packer games? Because that's half the reason I have the NFL red zone as well. I don't have to be stuck with Joe Buck every Sunday. No, I get I watch on TSN, so I get all the uh, Canadian broadcasts first, oh, so I don't have to deal with God. American guys. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. I get the, uh, what is it, like either NBC or Fox pregame, but then it switches over to uh, CTV or TSN or whatever, but there's it's all all local people. 
You're so lucky, and I hate you. Yeah, I, Joe I, Buck, Joe Buck, and Trey Aikman, dude. Look it up sometime. Oh, I, 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 I know I've seen, I've seen them, but that's like the Thanksgiving games, or yeah, they playoff. call all the time. They call a game every week. It's usually the Packers or the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm good. I, I had enough of Joe Buck watching the baseball playoffs. Oh, but ago. he loves your beloved Packers. All he does is cheer the winners. You can't you can't be a loser when you're picking the best team. I'm done with you. Now you're starting to sound like Kara. Yeah, that's why I like your wife because <laughs> she gets sick of your shit too. <laughs> I am done with you. <laughs> Getting the fuck out of here. Uh, come on, do you rather have uh, the other Joe than me? No, I don't even want to talk about him. You see, at least, ass. at least we get to have fun. Yeah. You pick you pick on me, I laugh it off, we go to the next week. I don't delete you and block you and take away your internet TV privilege. <laughs> so salty. That's the only thing I'm mad about. I've stopped the music. It's the only thing I'm really mad about is I miss Plex because it was just fucking... Uh, Car- every time Carly was, can we watch, uh, can we watch Ariel? I'm like, no, because Daddy's friend's a loser. Yep. <laughs> Daddy's friend's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Sorry, honey, we can't watch Little Mermaid. Sorry. See, there's a grown man out there who likes to make little girls cry and not let them watch TV. What pisses I'm me sorry. off more is I had just paid his ass. Oh, fuck. I had just... You know like... funny too? I had just started episode one of Curb when everything happened. <laughs> And then you and me start down on Curb. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to watch Curb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, the, the the night of the last show, I paid him. I was like, here, 10 bucks for, for Plex for this month. And then two days like, later, pff, gone. But the big winners are the listeners. Yeah. We took all the brunt of hate, but you guys are getting this quality show because we decided to keep going after everything happened well we're not quitters or <laughs> crybabies god i want to know if he has a podcast going yet i want to listen to how bad it is i'm curious but we can't find out yeah he would just download uncle joey or joe rogan and just put it to his own picture but this is my new show the right. DV, the DGB experience. <laughs> All right, we can't do this anymore. We gotta stop. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Yeah, it's gonna. Sorry, two. God damn it. Yeah, you, you are. <laughs> gotta hit it. You are. You are leaded fully, aren't you? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> All right. For Ryan, I'm Jeff, and we will see you guys next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to After the Bell.